Thank you for listening to Voices of Grace. I'm Ryan Peterson. I am with the Communications Department at Grace Community Church, and our goal here each and every episode is to profile followers of Jesus who are on mission in showing Jesus's love to others. And today I'm very excited to spend some time with Kyle and Brittany Cavender. Kyle and Brittany attend our Grace Community Church campus in Lindale and have been leading our re-engaged ministry there. And Kyle and Brittany, thank you so much for coming down to join me today. I really appreciate it. So if you are listening and you're not familiar with Reengage, it's it's basically a safe place for married couples to reconnect. It helps couples by moving them towards oneness through stories of grace, teaching, and small groups. Um, I'm excited to talk with you both about how you've seen God move and reengage. But first, I would Thank like you. to hear a little bit about you two. Um, so can you guys kind of share a little bit about yourselves, where you're both from, uh, your family, and how did you guys come together? Sure. My name's Brittany, and I grew up in Kilgore, Texas. I went to a church then growing up, but kind of the first time I heard that um, a relationship with Jesus was about more than just me doing good works, but it was actually about um, what he did on the cross for our sins was at Sky Ranch Camp in sixth grade. So that's where I made um, a decision to follow Christ, but I would say my high school years was really where I was discipled by um family, friends, and my church there, and then have continued to follow Christ through college and up until meeting Kyle. And uh, I grew up in the Dallas area. I got baptized when I was about nine years old, but uh, I didn't really, I had a childlike faith, but I didn't have a real true understanding. And so um, I did, my life wasn't really impacted by that decision until many years later. And um, I they say, you know, that God, a lot of times will equip you where he breaks you. And, in, and for me, and I think what has kind of gotten us involved with reengage is that he broke me in marriage. And so um, I ended up getting married at a fairly young age out of college. And God was not a part of that decision whatsoever. And, uh, you know, basically having a godless marriage just led to uh, eventual divorce. And in that time, I, I finally got to a place of brokenness where I cracked a Bible for the first time, even though I claimed to be a believer for like 20 years, I didn't have any sort of fruitful relationship. And so in, in doing that and and uh, surrendering to God and, and repent, having a repentant life, finally, um, I started, uh, you know, putting God at the center of my life. And not too long after that, he put Brittany in my life. And so We've had a marriage where God has been at the center of it, even through our dating relationship, and it's just been like night and day. So it's given me kind of a unique perspective on, on what it looks like to have God in, in your marriage and, and without. So, so how long have you guys been married? Thirteen years. Okay. So where did you meet? So we kind of met through the social circles of Watermark Church in Dallas. Okay. But we were two stepping. <laughs> he, he led me to believe he could dance really good when we first met. I tricked her. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I, I definitely can't do that. Um, Okay, so then how did you guys, so if you were in Dallas, how did you guys get to East Texas, I guess specifically Lindale? So a few years ago, I, I had, we had bought some land out kind of out near Winsboro and just to play around on and, you know, spent a lot of time out there, really liked it. And I just put it in her ear, like, wouldn't it be cool like to raise our kids on land and like just be out of this cluster that we were in because we were in Rockwall and okay. it was just really crowded anyway. And uh, we just wanted a little smaller, and just one thing led to another, and we found out about Lindale in the community, and it's been a really, uh, I think, I think God had a had a purpose for us because immediately we get engaged with reengage here, and um, and now are leading it at the Lindale campus, and so I think God just kind of wanted us here, but we also had the desire to. 
So correct me if I'm wrong. Had you guys been associated with Reengage before Grace? Yeah. So okay. at Lake Point Church in Rockwall, we were on like the leadership team for I think like eight years there. So what was it? Um, I guess about Reengage in terms of how did you get involved with that specific ministry and what, how did you develop the passion for it? So I think I just felt a calling because of my experiences that I needed to be involved in marriage ministry because I I feel like. Man, there's so many things I wish I could have said to my former self that I, you know, that I feel like I can now pass that on to other people that need to hear it. And so I just reached out at Lake Point Church as a, you know, when I felt like the calling to serve there, um, like, and just asked how I could get involved. And so they said, well, we first would like you to go through reengage, and then if you feel like you you could be a leader, then we'll talk after that. So we went through it, and and then we did. We felt like we should be leaders, and and we did um, for about I think almost eight years there. And Brittany, what about your passion? Like, <coughs> where does your heart, I mean, where does this come from? Because you can tell when you guys talk about it how much you love this ministry. Yeah, I would say actually when we moved to Rockwall, we had just, we'd been married about three or four years, and we had gone through a program at Watermark Church called Merge that's for um, couples who are engaged or seriously dating. And that was such an impactful experience for us. We wanted to get involved with the marriage ministry at our church in Rockwall but they did not have merge. And so that's what led us to re-engage. But I think um, just seeing the fruitfulness of following God's design for marriage in our life is what brings on the passion for me of wanting other um, couples to experience that and um, just follow the word as they live live together in marriage because marriage is hard sometimes and yeah. we need some direction. How have you guys been able to use, I mean, Kyle, you've already talked about it. I mean, your first marriage, but the personal experiences, how have you been able, and, and your marriage, those experiences, how have you been able to use that to try to mentor and help others? Because like you said, it's really hard, um, but to share your experiences and give other couples hope. Well, I mean, for one, just, just being involved and re-engage, I just, you see, you just see the, the, the wins, right? Every time, every cycle of it, we just see wins of, of God, just, you know, catching people in their brokenness and their, and their humility finally coming to a place of like, hearing hearing the word hearing the truth and then responding to it accordingly through the spirit and um it's just you just see god at work and so it's just so encouraging every time you see that and uh we you know like i said we've seen a lot of wins and so it's just it's just something we can want to continue to be a part of because of that yeah yeah go ahead okay so for me on that question is there's a lot of women i think who get married and don't really understand their role as a wife. And so it's a great way to just have a group of people talking about what it looks like to be a wife every day as far as submitting to your husband, respecting your husband, speaking in a kind and respectful way. And just those few little tweaks can really impact a marriage. The, the I'm kind of laughing because I'm thinking about in my mind, like when you want to say something ugly or, you know, whenever, uh, I mean, when you're driving, I was telling you guys, we just got back from Disney world and you have a 14 and a half hour drive in the car. At some point, something ugly is going to be said, but trying to like die to yourself and, and not have those moments and how difficult that can be. But, um, I think you guys do such a great job with that. And one of the things I noticed, uh, when I was, it was when I was working on the reengage video, um, in Lindell, you guys do the hula hoop. Um, I've seen, can you cut, because I think it's really important. It's unique, but the point in that is, um, and Brittany, I've heard you say it's about, you have to talk about yourself. It's not about talking about the faults and flaws of your spouse, but what is the point behind that and the meaning and, and what is your hope when, when 
you have couples doing that with the hula hoop. Yeah, so one of the biggest things in re-engage, as we say, is when you're at re-engage meetings and even in your household, put a hula hoop around yourself and just fix the person inside of that because that's all that you can control. You can't control your spouse's reactions or what they're going to say, but you can control you. And so we focus on that a lot, especially in the small group meetings when we when we talk through the questions of the book that you're just supposed to talk about your perspective, what you can do to change and help. And it's definitely not a bash your spouse session or, um, you know, show their flaws in front of the group. It's just about you and what you can do to honor God in your marriage. Kyle, like what, what is your hope when they're going through that process? Cause I think, um, that can be really hard. It's like, you have to focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think specifically, um, there was a very powerful testimony, D.R. Reynolds talking about it really made him look at himself in the mirror. And it, I mean, is that what you're hoping that everyone will make that will do that? Well, I think naturally we don't do that. Right. And so it's like, okay, so you've been doing things your own way for a while, not doing that. How's that working out? You know? So it's like, all right, point of range is like, let's give it another, let's, let's try a, a different way. Let's try God's way. And God does call us to basically, look in the mirror and reflect it. Like, what does our relationship with him look like? And if we are living in a place of disobedience, we shouldn't be expected to have blessing there. And so I think what it does is if once you take those step of faith and faith in doing that and put a circle on yourself and start reflecting, I'm like, am I a body in Christ? What does it look like right now in my life? And how am I, am I responding in a Christ-like ways or am I doing this in a sinful way or whatever it is? And I think once you do that, though, you create an environment then that makes it very easy for your or way easier for your spouse to respond versus like reacting at the point of the finger and you stink. No, you stink worse. No, you stink. And then it escalates and gets out of control. And then you get that bitterness and that separation that causes eventual you know divorces. But if you point the finger at yourself, uh, understand that you're broken that you, and put yourself in a place of humility then that's, you know, in the same way people come to Christ, you, you become more, um, it's, it's just a more of a welcoming environment for, for things to thrive versus go, go nasty, you know? Well, and it's funny, Ryan, because some people show up and they're like, okay, I brought my spouse here so you can fix him. (laughs) And it's like, wait, we're not going to fix your spouse. We're going to fix you. And, uh, that everyone, the idea that everyone contributes to their own marriage problems is, what what everyone learns on night one and they're kind of surprised to hear like oh you're not going to fix him oh i'm gonna have to fix me you know it's a lot of work but so i i'm sure you have marriages in all different aspects i mean you probably that that come to this i mean good bad awful think it's over um what i guess regardless of where someone is in their marriage when they come to re-engage what is your I, i guess real hope that when they leave after the several weeks, what will they take from it? I guess regardless if they're in a good or bad place. I mean, I, th- I think at the end of the day, this is, this is a discipleship ministry more than anything else. And it, it focuses on marital issues. But I think at the end of the day, like what we hope, what we hope for is that people have a deeper understanding of God's word, a deeper understanding of what a relationship with Christ looks like, and that, that abiding in that will then have a transformative uh, effect on, on their individual lives, but also in their marriage. You feel the same? I do feel the same, yes. Um, when you guys, um, you, well, Kyle, you had actually already talked about that you see the wins each and every time. Do you have um, maybe one that you'd 
could share like one example or some examples of how you have seen God, because I think, look, I've had um, my own friends go through divorces and and it's so hard and there's just no hope. Um, But I know you guys have seen stories where it's like you think there's no way and then somehow God saves it. Do you have any examples or anything that you really point to that just fills your cup and it's like each and every time it's like, no, God can do amazing things and this is an example of that. I think the like most dramatic one that's just cool like to reflect on is as this is probably like five six years ago, but um, we, we had this group and it was super difficult. Everybody, I mean, there was a lot of drama in this group, and there there was any there was like drug use, physical abuse. Um, I mean, it was just it was wheels off group, and and specifically this one couple had physical abuse and adultery. Wow! And they had two kids, and they were. They were already divorced, but they wanted to reconcile for the sake of their kids. And so uh, we went through everything and all the opportunities to confess and whatever. And at the very end of it, it comes out that we've gone through this whole 16-week deal. And the guy's been having another relationship on the side the entire time. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was so frustrated about this. Yeah. But we had given them these study Bibles and we had planted seeds and it didn't happen right then, like, you know, on our timing, but we had, I guess, done what we were supposed to do. And like about a year or two ago, we got a text from that wife and he said, or she texted Brittany and said, um, hey, I just want to let you know, we're so thankful for your investment in our marriage. and." Um, he has become the amazingly become the man of God I have been praying for. And so they're totally reconciled. She's like, we read the Bibles you gave us every day. And he is just a completely different guy now. And it's just like, wow. So then they got, got remarried and their families together. And it was just like, okay, that's a miracle. I mean, it was like, we were super shocked by that one. Cause that was one of the more frustrating things we we had experienced. And then it turned out to be a win in the long term. I think that's such a beautiful story because I think we always want things in the reconciliation in our time Mm -hmm. and in our window, like it needs to be fast. And like you just said, you were planting the seeds and sometimes you may not even, there's, I'm sure stories you guys maybe don't even know what actually happened, but I mean, that's so encouraging. Um, I mean, that has to make, does that change your perspective too as leaders that you don't have to, because I think we all, when we're leading in a ministry, if we don't see instant change like I've had the struggle in the past where you feel like you failed and it's like that has to help you right I mean and, and I guess encourage others that it's not about an instant change yeah it, it, it keep your eye on the prize kind of because it's like we've definitely had some times when it's like the wind's gone out of our sails because we're just like seeing nothing but kind of negativity right um but God always gives us I think what we need it, it just to kind of be encouraged because he, he he's still working you know yeah, that's my favorite story that Kyle shared. Um, and more recently in two of our groups, just like some smaller examples of just how reengage has really impacted marriages that through the book study that you do each week, there's you answer the questions on your own and then you talk about with your spouse before you come to small group. And that regular weekly communication that those spouses are now having about stuff beyond kids and schedules um, has been super helpful for marriages and fruitful conversations that's something a lot of the marriages want to carry out in their so we we heard from one of our couples 
I guess in the last year that just said that was such a sweet time to build a habit of regular communication about deeper things that they wanted to continue that on. And so just seeing couples communicate beyond the day-to-day scheduling and kids. Um, And then also one other example of a couple, the wife just came in, you could tell with just an angry heart towards her spouse. And a couple weeks in, she was about ready to throw in the towel and just talking to her um, about just having hope that the Lord can do miracles and he can work in your marriage. She decided to give it a try and the Lord just softened her heart. And their marriage was like the communication that they would have inside group was sweeter. And they really, I could tell grew in their marriage because the Lord just softened their hearts. And this provided a platform for that to happen. Um, Kyle, you said something, and I do kind of want to follow up on this um, because I do think it has to get frustrating because not everyone is going to have a happy ending. How much does it weigh on you guys? How difficult is it when you have those that you know you don't see the fruit, uh, and maybe you never do? Like, how, does how hard is it for you to continue? Does it matter? Like in terms of, like you said, keep your eye on the prize. But how hard is it, and for you guys together as a couple? those losses and how much do they weigh on you? I think for a while it did weigh on me, but I've just had enough time to in this now to where I kind of can reflect and just kind of like, kind of stay somewhat centered. And I just think of it and, I, and, I, and I'll mess it, I'll say this, at, you know, at the end of each, each cycle of re-engage, just be like, if you didn't get what you were hoping to get out of this, then you need to take a look at the mirror and, and ask yourself, were you, are, are, were you in a place of humility? I think I think like in reflecting like where we've seen the biggest wins. You mentioned the Reynolds like, and and they talk about humility in their in their uh, testimony. And he, he basically was humbled to a place where he could put the circle around himself. But we see a lot of people that will come through in this this kind of sinful pride position, and it's just like they're hardened, and and this the truths won't get through to them, you know, in the, in that state, and so. And I think about it, that has nothing to do with me or Brittany. That just has to do with that person. So we just plant the seed, and hopefully it's there for the future when they do get to a place of brokenness to where they are humbled to actually reflect. And then, okay, we're going to, you know, use that hopefully. But for us, like, I, we just, you know, we, we can lead a horse to water. We can't make them drink. And, right. But we've seen enough people want to drink. And I think the environment of Reengage is cool because you have these humble testimonies where people talk about their brokenness and it creates this environment where people are like, okay, I can be real here. And sometimes it's funny, but like, they'll be like this, this crazy testimony and be like, whoa, like they're way worse and crazier than we are. So that actually, and look where they are today. That gives us a lot of hope. Yeah. So, um, Brittany, you had said something just before, um, that I think was kind of leading to this question. I did want to ask, because I know there's, there's someone struggling in a marriage and they're listening to this and there's like, you can say all you want. There is no hope for, for my marriage. I mean, we are past that. What would you say to that person that thinks that, you know, there's no way we could do this. It, it would be pointless. Well, I, I mean, I think if, if God can create the heavens and the earth, create you, create all the things he does, your, your, uh, your marriage seems pretty, uh, pretty small, you know, for him to fix and like, you know, really just rusting that like if you have a faith in god like he can do all things you know and i think just for someone who feels hopeless in their marriage to just get on your knees and pray and have faith you be faithful and it's going to be on the lord's timing but 
he can change a heart, he can change a marriage, and, and he can save a marriage. And so just remaining faithful, having hope, and staying true to what you're called to do as a wife and a spouse. And if you haven't, I mean, if, you, if you've been doing things your way, like I said before, if you're doing things your way and it ain't working, give God's way a try, and you'd be surprised what, what he can do. How much has leading um, re-engage helped your own marriage? Like, I mean, I, I, would say, I would think that it has to have been pretty amazing. Yeah, it just it just keeps us like. Yeah, in, I always say in the rails. Like yeah, guardrails on a highway. Yeah. When you go off the highway, you know you feel the little ripples. Like get back on the road, and that's what it does for us. It just keeps us in tune to our marriage, investing in our marriage following the Lord's way because you can get lazy you can fall off track but if we're doing this two times a year man it sharpens us constantly and we've been through the curriculum 10 or 11 times now and every single time I get something new out of it or apply in a different way the Lord teaches me in a different way so we're thankful to serve in the ministry so those times where we don't see as many wins it's like well he's still strengthening us and leaving a legacy for our family and community around us and I think I also wanted to point out and maybe explain to people like re-engage is not just for the broken marriage and like how much it can help if you think your marriage is in a great place uh, maybe kind of talk about that that it's not just for the worst of the worst it, I mean it's for all marriages well like if your marriage is a seven or an eight it's worth it to get it to a nine or a ten or whatever because we're called to be light right as Christians we're called to be light and we want our marriages to reflect light in this darkness that we live in all the time and so um, I think it's important as followers of Christ for us to fine tune what our life and what our marriages look like. So even though you may be doing okay and you're in a comfortable, like happy spot, like this will help you, I think, be a more of a brighter light in your marriage, you know? Well, and culture defines marriage so limitless. And I think the Lord has so much more. So you can go in thinking, yeah, we have a good marriage compared to what the world would say. But then you're revealed to a lot of stuff that, that the Bible says that's like, oh, our marriage could go even deeper and richer and grow even more. And so your scale becomes way bigger than a 10, I think, once you um, dive into this and see that culture standards are different with, than what the Lord designed for marriage and intimacy. And I've seen people that go through this curriculum and be like, you know, I thought our marriage was good. <laughs> but then it's like there's a lot of call-outs in this and, and, and a lot of conviction that will come out that you're like, wow, uh, actually, we, we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Like, it's surprising. Um, and do you guys know when is the next re-engage going to be? Do I we know believe it's going to be mid-August mid in Lindale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thank you guys so much. I mean, I, I really appreciate how you're pouring into these uh, messages. Is there anything else that you would want to say, I guess, as your lasting message of, of this ministry and maybe to maybe urge if someone's listening to this for the next time for them to strongly consider taking a chance and being vulnerable, being humble. These are hard things. Yeah, two of my favorite things about Reengage that are always selling factors for couples who are on the verge of whether to sign up for Reengage or not is that if you have young children under the age of 10, there's child care. And okay. the child care program is rich for them. Like those kids are learning and having a blast together. So it makes it easy to go and put your kids in child care. And then you have a date night with your spouse where you get to talk about adult things. And um, you have community with other couples. So it's a great way to meet other people. We started a small group out of couples we met in our re-engage group because when you're talking about every detail of your marriage with another few couples you get really close really yeah, fast sure. and um so this creates a good platform for having authentic community with other um, believers or members of your church 
Well, again, thank you guys so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it and for continuing to pour into marriages for the glory of God. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ryan Peterson. You're listening to Voices of Grace.